Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. The NBA draft lottery happened last night, and as expected, the Knicks did not win because statistically, they were much more likely to not win than to win. not win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and and uh, it's funny because you know the, my immediate reaction to what happened was, you know, well, boy, all the people who have to cry fix have to shut up. But no, no, I, I would have been wrong because now it's, well, you know, they fixed it for the Pelicans because they want the small markets to be helped and blah, blah, blah. Like, come on, man. That, they had laughable. to deal with the whole Laker fallout. This is obviously a fix. Obvious. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think I've said this to you before. We've gotten to the point now where, you know, b- before the lottery, you know, the people come up with 14 different fixes. And so no matter who it is that wins, well, it was fixed for them. If it had been Memphis, it would have been fixed for them because, you know, their, uh, you know, their, their owner is, is, uh, you know, a problem and they need to get him out of the league or, or if it had been the Lakers, certainly, I mean, as soon as the Knicks and Lakers made the top four and the Knicks were obviously supposed to the Lakers weren't that commercial break in between, I thought, Oh boy. People are ready to just sit at their keyboards and fire off. This was fixed. And then I thought, boy, if, you know, the one pick goes to New Orleans or Memphis, it's sure kind of like a big letdown. But that's exactly what happened. Uh, not only one one and two. Um, and, you know, but, yeah, people always come up with something to pry fix. And I'm assuming you're joking and you don't really believe that's a fix. Oh, I, I do not think it's a fix, but I assume that the – Argument for a fix goes something like this. Yeah. The Pelicans did everything right. Right. And Anthony Davis demanded a trade when all they tried to do for seven years is build an immediate (laughs) winner around him with savvy, thoughtful moves all the time. I'm picking up your sarcasm, as uh, Richard Hayden would say. The great film classic Tommy Boy. I would hope so because I'm laying it on pretty thick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I I, uh, I just I'm like astounded to hear people say that somehow this was fixed to give New Orleans. You really think the NBA wanted, you know, their one of the biggest stars to come in the league in a while. Maybe since LeBron, I don't know. That's a bit of, you Anthony know, Davis, sometimes we though? overreact. Uh, well, I think he's a bigger star than Anthony Davis. I think this guy is. Um uh, you know, coming out of college. Yeah, I mean, I know he's a, he's a bigger star title. than, I know he's bigger than Cat, for sure. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe you could say Odin and Durant both came in with this kind of fanfare, but maybe not. I mean, maybe this is the biggest hype since LeBron. I don't know. There's no way to quantify that. But nonetheless, big star, immediate marketability. You really think that that the NBA execs are patting themselves on the back, thinking, "Well, boy, we showed them we're going to get him to New Orleans, not New York, where you know we've got a moribund franchise that has been that way for about twenty years, yeah. not the Lakers, <laughs> where we've got a franchise that's gone down the drain the last six or seven years, you know, but New Orleans, our smallest market in the league, uh, you know, which is run by the Saints ownership, yeah, that's the place that they want their biggest star to go." I presume that this fix is a little bit broader, Matt, than you're looking. They're in the smallest market, sure, but that's only until she sells the team to Clay Bennett or whoever you know <laughs> wants to you know move them somewhere right. else. 
I guess it'd be the yeah. new Clay Bennett because well, he's still happy in the new Oklahoma Clay Bennett to go back to Seattle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, who knows? I mean, and, and of course today, and I, I texted you about this a few hours ago. The you know the hot rumor has come up that maybe Zion doesn't want to go to New Orleans, and you know he could still go back to Duke. He hasn't signed with an agent. That window is still open. And I'd love to believe it. I think it would be hilarious. But as we texted, I don't think there's much real chance of that. Yeah. It, if he goes back to Duke, it will be the single biggest upset yeah. in the history of Everdom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would, uh, it would certainly be the most surprising draft-related, you know, early entry, not early entry decision that I can remember. Um, I mean, you know, there have been a few that were surprises. You know, Andrew Luck went back to Stanford for that year when he was going to be the number one pick. Um, but, yeah, this, this, would, this would certainly overwhelm anything, and I don't expect that to happen. But, boy, would it be fun. And, you know, would Duke become, like, the most watchable team, at, you know, ever if they weren't last year you know and then you add him back for a second year but i wouldn't expect it i would assume he's gonna go and and uh you know we'll we'll see where he ends up um here's what i hope likely i hope he go i hope he asks to go back but they don't have a scholarship spot for him because they've already (laughs) given it up so he winds up having to play at like a d2 school for a year yeah yeah yeah, I don't think that's going to happen either. Um, you know, it'd be uh, be interesting. Um, you know, he'd, he'd certainly have a market, but uh, I, I would presume he's going to take the money, and he should. Um, I mean, you know. Ask Boogie Cousins. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I mean, New Orleans is not New York, and it's not L.A., uh, but it's still the NBA, and you're still making big money, and you're still signing endorsement deals, and, um, you know, he's going to get uh, tons of money in a shoe contract, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, number one pick gets a lot of money. It's not what it used to be, but it's still a healthy chunk of change. Um, and you know what? If he doesn't like New Orleans, then in four years he can go somewhere else. Yeah, um, I mean, that's and, the know, thing that's is everyone's the, like, well, they're going to control him now for seven, eight, nine years. Not not necessarily. Not necessarily. <laughs> no, if he doesn't no, like I mean, it, that's, he, he's he gone in four. He doesn't have to re-sign that big deal. I mean, that's... That's the, the pattern that we've seen lately with some of these guys is they, they fill out their rookie deal three years, then they sign the big money extension after three years for you know another three or four years. Then they get to about 27, 28, which is where Anthony Davis is now. And then it's, uh, I'm not sure I want to stay here anymore. Get me out. Yeah. And, and you know, Anthony Davis is, is certainly did just that. He signed the big extension with New Orleans, you know, what, three, four years ago. Now he doesn't want to be there anymore. Um, and, and we've seen other guys do that too. You know, very, very few and far between have we seen big name guys leave after that first contract because the money's just so much better to stay with your original team. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, doesn't mean he has to, uh, and if he doesn't like it there and he thinks the franchise is going nowhere in 2022 20, or 23, well then be a free agent. And, you know, I mean, the NBA doesn't have the franchise tag. They can pay you more, but if you don't care about making more, you get out. Yeah, and there's obviously, as we, you know, we're talking about plenty of other revenue streams for basketball sure. players. The contract is borderline an afterthought. Uh, for a rookie deal, it is. Well, uh, and I mean, for an elite player, it's know. different if you're, yeah. you know, Tony Snell. 
or something. Right, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, for a rookie deal, for a player like him who comes in, I mean, in marketability, I would say, yeah, he's the biggest star to come into the NBA since LeBron. You know, having never played a single professional game yet, he's already a megastar. He's going to get, you know, big shoe deal. He's going to be able to sign any endorsement deal he wants. And we haven't really seen that a lot in this era because guys don't, they're not in college long enough to, you know, attract that sort of interest. But he was an exception to the rule. He had that interest before college and then really built on it in, you know, 30, 35 college games. He became, uh, you know, a shooting star, basically. And by blowing out a pair of shoes, he's assured that his shoe deal will matter because right. it will, you will right. automatically have marketability. If you are right. whoever Duke is signed with, I'm going to guess Nike. Nike. If, they are, if yeah. you are Nike, you're going to throw all kinds of money at him because oh, what sure. you don't want is the ad from Reebok <laughs> or Adidas. Adidas. Yeah. Probably Adidas. Yeah. Um, or if you're, or maybe he's like Kawhi and it's New Balance. But I was going to say, we've seen some other, you know, Under Armour and, and New Balance and Puma, you know, some other brands have kind of made some waves. But yeah, it's still Nike and Adidas as the one two by far. But you don't want them showing that video clip in their no, ad saying, and having him like holding up a busted out shoe and being like, <laughs> no, right, not right. for me. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where that goes. And yeah, I mean, he's, he's, uh, wherever he goes, he's going to make big money. I think he's going to get a deal that probably rivals what LeBron got coming out of high school. Obviously, you know, inflation and whatnot, he might get more, uh, than LeBron got coming out. But, um, but yeah, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. And, you know, it, it, uh, it seems like a done deal. They'll take him. And there's already reports the Grizzlies have, have committed to taking John Morant. So the, the so NBA they can not trade following in the NFL's lead. Yeah. They can trade Conley, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it seems like the top of the draft will be relatively drama-free. Um, but who knows? Maybe, you know, the Lakers or Knicks swing a trade uh, to trade that three or four pick for Anthony Davis or something like that. And, you know, we get some, some additional drama with uh, players on the move. Yeah. It's it's certainly possible. I, I think that this is interesting for the trade piece because, you know, the Knicks and Lakers, who were two of the teams that theoretically were interested in Davis, mm-hmm. you know, they're now picking behind the Pelicans. Right. Um, but if you add this piece um, to a Kevin Knox you know, Dennis Smith Jr., Mitchell Robinson package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those guys all, they all fit kind of around what Zion is. Now, I'm not saying you're, you know, building for now, but, you know, or you just take everybody and, you know, give them Drew as well and and have Holiday and Davis go together. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, trade them separately and just... You could clean up all kinds of young assets. You could, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's an interesting one. And then, obviously, if they get the three pick, they'd be in a position to take R.J. Barrett. And you know, do you reunite Barrett and Williamson? They got along very well at, at Duke. Um, didn't always. I don't. I don't think they always fit on the court that well together. Um, but they certainly seem to get along very well uh, for being two, you know, hugely touted recruits. There didn't seem to be a lot of, uh, you know ego battles between the two of them uh so i don't know i mean you know 
I think it comes down to what they can find out about Anthony Davis in the next month. Um, do you have a realistic chance to keep him? Can you can you persuade him? If not, I think you make the best deal you can get, and you you know you begin your rebuild around Zion and and whatever pieces you can get in return for Davis, and that's that's not a bad spot to be in. Uh, you know, a lot of teams would trade that. Well, and look, it is on some level what the Celtics did when they had an aging right. Pearson Garnett. Now, no one will give them what the Nets gave up. They're not going to have, no, no, you know, no, no, a decade no. of pick swaps and first rounders. Right. But right, that was that was an insane deal. Yeah, but but you're right. I mean, it was that idea, and and yeah, I mean, the Knicks have an interesting group, and obviously the Lakers do too. I know that group has been panned a lot because. You know, the Lakers became the folly of the league as the year wore along. But there, there is still good talent among, you know, Lonzo Ball, Kuzma, Brandon Ingram. I mean, the scary uh, thing is, for the Lakers, Ingram was, I think, the consensus most interesting piece. And you right. just wonder, it, does he have the kind of blood clots that are right. taken care of? Or does he have the kind of blood clots that his career goes Chris Bosh and right, we don't right. hear from him again? Yeah, that is. I mean, obviously, that's the wild card here um, when you talk about him, because yeah, you, you know, you got to do your homework on that as best you can, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, it'll as we've talked about, you know, a few times. The the NBA off season drama has become more compelling in a lot of ways than the regular season, and even to a certain extent, the postseason. And I feel like. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of media, a lot of fans are almost in the position, and I'm in that to a cent, to a little bit. That like, you know, okay, let's just get on with it. Um, you know, the Warriors will win another title, blah blah blah, and then we get on to the real fun stuff that starts in mid to late June. Well, and that you know, we've talked about this before, but I think that the Warriors, not that they've ruined basketball or anything hot takey like no. that, but what they've done. By being so dominant, and especially in the post-Durant era when it was them and the Cavs and you just – that was just how it was going to be. What they've done is created a system where, well, how are teams trying to get close? Or is something bad going to happen to them where it will open the door, you know? Right, right, right. It it becomes more interesting because you just figure out how – you know, like the Rockets were honest. Their offseason, the last two offseasons was – Mm-hmm. Well, we're not good enough to beat them. We think we're close. What can we do to to beat them? Get over that hump. You know, yeah. we're just trying yeah. to beat them. Which they, you know, that that uh, brings us, you know, where we were talking last week when you know we were on the doorstep of Game Six and they did not get it done in Game Six. Um, and so they'll, you know, they'll they'll make another run at it next year. I think that the notion of uh, them, you know, blowing it up first of all financially, that's going to be almost next to impossible. I mean, they owe Chris Paul a ton. They owe James Harden a ton. And obviously Harden is, you know, still playing at a, at a MVP level. Um, so you got to, you know, you, you, you come back and you make another run at it. I, I you know, I was, uh, I was talking to my dad this past weekend and, you know, he's not a D'Antoni fan. He said he doesn't like D'Antoni going back to the Suns days and said, you know, oh, they need to get rid of D'Antoni. And I, I made the comparison of, well, if you're the Houston Rockets, you know, and I'm not saying it's going to work out this way, but you look at Virginia in college basketball. You look at Villanova from previous years. They just they just kept coming back at it, and they won. And I think that's got to be the theory for the Rockets is, well, you know, let's get back on the horse and take another run, and hopefully next year it's good enough. 
we've come close, but we haven't quite got the job done yet. But you, you know, what what other option is there really? Well, and that's sort of what um, what Portland has done. Yeah. And everyone's like, well, yeah. are they going to be able to get anywhere with Lillard and McCollum in the backcourt? Or should right. they trade Dame or trade CJ? And, that was last year. And yeah. it was, yeah. you know, no, we'll, we're going to just run it back and we'll see. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, and that if was things break react, right. That's a, that's a great point. Last year they get swept in the first round by New Orleans. You know, the team we're talking about, Anthony Davis and, you know, New Orleans sweeps them out. And it's, you know, well, this team will never go anywhere. Well, yeah, they just basically ran it back with essentially the same group and obviously filled in some pieces around. Uh, and here they are in the conference finals. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think we, we love to push the, you know, that's time they blow it up. Well, blowing it up, you know, sometimes, yeah, it works. But more often than not, it doesn't. And, and you, you know, you become the Knicks who are in the constant state of, you know, well, we'll rebuild around this guy. We'll rebuild, we'll rebuild around Porzingis. Porzingis is our guy. And three years later, oh, Porzingis is gone. We'll rebuild around Kevin Knox and, and Mitchell Robinson. And, you know, oh, we got all these free agents. Well, they still haven't gotten them. Maybe they will this year. But um, it's easier said than done. And sometimes, you know, coming back with the same group, giving yourself a chance, is, is the best procedure there, I think. Yeah. And... As you said, Harden, I think we are post-prime Chris Paul, but I think we are still yeah. late-stage prime James Harden. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, you know, I think he just turned 30 this year, or he's coming up on 30, so he's not old by any means. Um, uh, you know, and he, he, I mean, got led the league in scoring this year, had a great year, uh, probably going to finish second in the MVP again. Which I think would be his third or fourth third. time doing that. It would be one second one. and three thirds, yeah. or three seconds, yeah. three seconds and a first. Sorry. And, and it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's remarkable how many times he's been close. And you know, he got one last year finally, and you know, the other number of close finishes um, in what the last five years, five six years, he's been in the top three in the vote, getting five out of six or something like that. So. Yes. Pretty, pretty amazing, and I'm assuming he'll be two this year. It seems like Giannis is going to win it, and he's going to finish second. Um, so, yeah, I think you come back at it, and, and, you know, you try to fill in some pieces around a little better than what they did this year. I think that's the that's the piece that they were, you know, the piece they were missing was the supporting cast wasn't as good this year as it was last year. Uh, they lost Trevor Ariza. They lost Mbamute. They did not adequately replace those guys. They got better as the year went along from where they started, but they never quite got back to that level. And that's why they were a four seed playing Golden State in round two rather than the one seed last year and, and getting them in the conference finals with home court advantage. Yeah. Now, do you think that there will be other moves? If the Davis move doesn't go, like Jimmy Butler going somewhere or yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, there's a ton of free agents this year. You know, it's a, it's a loaded class that, uh, you know, people have their assumed destination sometimes, but I mean, Butler's a free agent, Durant, Harris, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, I mean, it, it, Harris with, with, um, with Philly as well. Reddick with Philly as well. I mean, so three fifths of that lineup is a free agent. Uh, outside of Simmons and Embiid, mm-hmm. um, Clay Thompson's a free agent. You know, so it, it's it's going to be a, 
extremely interesting offseason to see where these pieces fall. You know, like I said, most, you know, uh, Durant's going to go to the Knicks and Irving's going to go to the Knicks and Leonard's going to go to the Clippers. And, you know, we'll see. Last year at this time, Paul George was sure thing. He's going to the Lakers. Didn't happen. Um, so, you know, things things happen that, that aren't what we expect in April and May. One thing that will not matter for Zion Williamson, because I don't think he is going back to college, but <laughs> is the new exploratory committee that the NCAA is looking into to see if players can get name and likeness rights. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. as long as they're not paid by the school, the you know, it's the Olympic model. Nate Duncan yeah. calls it the uh, even playing, you know, you know, everything but mm-hmm. model, which is everything mm-hmm. but the school or the coach paying you out of pocket mm-hmm. is okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what is the what is the worst case scenario for me as an ASU fan? Well, Oklahoma State and Oregon have unlimited money, so right. they'll be able to pay right. people. We're going to now surface above the table the deals that get cut with people, so it becomes like high school free agency, basically, on yeah. national letter of yeah. intent. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it's going to be there, – there's obviously a lot that they would have to figure out how you do it. I, I read something this morning that – you know, it would it would be more of an idea of, you know, you could get this money after you're out of college and you, you tie it to, you know, academics and, and all that. And I, I don't I don't believe that goes far enough. It's similar to an idea that you had, I believe, several years ago. I think you wrote a uh, uh, an article about this that got into a law review, if I re- remember right. That is um, and And I liked your idea and I don't remember all the ins and outs of it. Um, you know, I, I don't think it was tied in so much to academics. No, uh, it was, it, the gist of it was trying to come up with a, a methodology and there are pitfalls and, mm-hmm. you know, the T-Boone Pickens right. part of this is real. The Phil Knight part right. of this is real. Sure, sure. But the, the idea would be, look, everyone gets the scholarship they get. Mm-hmm. And then if the you know, backup swing tackle on a team wants to, you know, participate as a coach in a camp for offensive linemen in the uh, high school players or get paid by a high school to go. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if the quarterback gets paid by, you know, Santan auto to be the, you know, guy doing the read instead of it being Herm Edwards, then, yeah. then so be it, you know? I agree, yeah. I've, I've always felt like, you know, since, I shouldn't say always, but, in, you know, in the last few years, as as this has become more and more mentioned and I've read more and more about it, to me that has been the most obvious way to relatively simply, again, it's not, it's not 100% simple, and you're right, you know, there are unintended consequences and there are problems that come about as a result of this, I get it. But, you know, let people make money if they can and some will be able to and a lot will not be able to i mean you look at an 85 man football roster um you know look at asu how many of our players would realistically be able to capitalize on on their name as far as you know getting an endorsement getting a, you know not many not many. i mean you know Eno benjamin probably this year yeah um you know that might be it going into the season. I mean, now, I, well, you know, here's because... the thing though, but, but right now there, you know, 
I'm inventing a place, and if it is real, I, I don't know. But yeah. Scottsdale sports cards can't mm-hmm. have an autograph signing where, you know, Eno Benjamin and right. pick your favorite of the potential quarterbacks, let's say DSC, yeah. are doing a sure. joint signing where for $30 they'll sign whatever you bring, a helmet, sure. a football, whatever, sure. and every person that comes through, the sports card place is going to take 10 bucks, and the two guys are going to get 10 each. Yeah. You know? yeah. And they yeah. can't do that now. No, they can't. And, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a, a bad thing at all. I really don't. I, I think they're um, – you know, as you said, yes, there are there are pitfalls with you know certain schools would have advantages over others, but that already exists, um, and that's always the thing that gets me when you hear, well, if you do this, boy, you know, Alabama is going to have such an advantage. They already have one, like they they already do. Yes, their fan base is more rabid, and yes, they, those guys would probably have opportunities. Uh, you know, Tua Tungavailoa is going to have more opportunities to make money than Dylan Sterling Cole. Yeah, like that's not a surprise, and and they already have more. Their facilities are better. Their program is better. That's what it is. Um, and and so well, I don't think that would have the dire consequences that some people like to throw out. Well, and it's the Mike Wilbon point, which is Tua will get more than yeah. DSC, and you know what? That's indicative of the value placed on quarterbacks. Exactly. You know. Tua's also going to get more in the NFL because right. I don't think DSC's going. Right, exactly. I mean, it's it's no different than the fact that, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger uh, make more money than, uh, you know, uh, Josh Rosen. I mean, you know, they've proven more. They've done more. They make more money. Not just because they're both starting quarterbacks, they don't get the same salary. Uh, that's the way it is, uh, you know, and, and that's, that's life. Uh, now you can say, you know, in the NFL, getting to that, you know, some quarterbacks make more than they should, but that's the market, you know? Yeah. That, well, that's the thing is, like, we that. can get mad and we make the jokes and whatever, but you can't begrudge people. Right, right. Because I mean, that's, the, somebody that's paid the them. Like, if it's, yeah. like, I will agree that it'll be ridiculous because it will happen where some kid is going to get a summer internship at Nike who's at Oregon. And that internship yeah. is miraculously going to pay him a million dollars. But yeah, you know what? Yeah, and, and no, there wasn't like, a huge market for newspaper high school newspaper editors coming out. There was not. So there was not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I just I don't know. I, I uh, you know the, the thing I guess that I wonder about with this, and I just I you know I thought about it not too long ago when this discussion was coming up is what do you do with say. You know, as your, you know, your idea as far as like, you know, card shows and stuff like that. Well, in the, you know, in the pros, they're all part of unions. And so they're limited in the amount of times they can work and, you know, and they, they, they balance those things. But what if Eno Benjamin signs a deal to, you know, go and, and sign autographs on Tuesday night and we have practice on Tuesday night? Who wins that? You know, like what what happens to that? Like, well, you know, and that's the got to have some regulations basically to to kind of rein things in and say, you know, yeah, you could do it, but you can't just schedule your own stuff and miss, you know, team activities and that type of stuff. And I I don't know exactly how that works. Well, then the question becomes: Well, can you suspend the guy? Do you? You know, they're still right. going to have right. to, I assume, go to class. Uh, right. 
Uh, yeah. Now, you know, uh, at yeah, least as much do. as they do now. Yeah, and, and I'm not. I'm not being. I'm not. My hesitation here is not to be sarcastic. My hesitation is sometimes that I believe, and this is radical, and it will never happen. But you know, let's just get rid of the notion that they're students. Let's just, let's just let them be, you know, employees of the university paid to play football or basketball. Never going to happen in a million years, well, you know, while we're alive. I realize that. But that's that's somewhat my thought. Now, some people would just be abhorred at, the, at me even saying that, like, oh, my God, what are, what are you talking about? They have to go to college. I, I don't know. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, so, yeah, they're, yeah, you're exactly right. They're still going to have to, you know, go to classes, take tests. Uh, be it study halls, be it practices, film sessions, team meetings. And, and so how do you regulate that if you then say, well, yeah, you can make money, yet what's the consequence if a, if a player says, well, you know what, I can't be at this uh, film session on Monday at 10 because I got to shoot a commercial for Santan Ford. Like, how does that work? I don't know. Somebody's got to figure that out, and it can be figured out, but I don't have that answer. I just think it's an interesting question because I think the onus is not NCAA wide, but team wide. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the, the coach will have to enforce the discipline, whatever that may yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and, and to an extent, like, I guess I say that, but I mean, it, it works at the pros, uh, you know, guys, guys schedule their activities and their, you know, charity events and their, you know, sponsorship agreements for off time. It's just what you do. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, in the NFL, most of the, you know, charity events happen on Tuesdays because Tuesdays are usually players day off in the NFL. They, you know, they meet on Mondays, they practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And so, you know, if you, you know, see Patrick Peterson has his, you know, charity giveaway or whatever it's it's on tuesday you know you know i'm sure it happens with the packers too same type of thing and so it, it works um it is so i but yeah you're adding in a whole other element if they're still full-time students that you know that you gotta you already gotta balance that time even though the ncaa commercial makes it seem like boy that's just a wonderful day balancing your academic life and your team life and every, everything's just glorious and wonderful it's tough. I mean, there is there is challenges on your time already, uh, and so I don't know. Uh, I mean, now again, we're talking about a minute few that will be able to really take advantage of this. Again, on an ASU roster of eighty five, I would say maybe ten at the most would really have any sort of monetary value, out, you know, to, to really capitalize on their name, image, and likeness, as they say. I, I think that the fear is more. Some team will be the 90s Yankees, and they yeah. will just sign the top, you know, player and two deep yeah. every year. But isn't that sort of already happening? I mean, every year Alabama has a great recruiting class, and Clemson has started to recruit incredibly well. And, you know, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. And I mean, you know, like that already kind of happens because there is no salary cap. There is no, I mean, there's a scholarship cap. That's it. Mm -hmm. and, and so they can, you know, Alabama can pick whoever they want basically and offer them scholarships and they're going to get probably 80% of the guys they want simply because they're Alabama. ASU doesn't have that luxury. Uh, 
you know, Kentucky doesn't have that luxury in football. You know, like it just there's there's already haves and have nots when it comes to that world. Yeah. Um, and basketball's the same way. Yeah, and, and look, basketball's actually a, a little more built this way because they're only there for a year, right? And there right. aren't that many guys on the team, so. When you no, have a no. Kentucky setup or a Duke setup where you bring in five guys and then you lose five guys and you bring in five guys <laughs> you bring and in then five you, lose, you know, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, that won't change. I agree. That's not going to be no, different for them. No. So, I mean, you're, you know, I think I see what you're saying as far as that fear of like, you know, well, boy, it's good. I think that's already happened. I mean, it's, it's not a fair fight when, when Alabama goes up against, uh, not only, you know, let's say, uh, you know, Louisiana Lafayette, which they're both considered technically the same level of competition, but they're not. But it's really not a fair fight when Alabama goes up against Kentucky. They're in the same conference, but it, it's, it's not a fair fight. And if you did basketball, it's the opposite. Uh, the, the resources aren't the same. The programs aren't the same. The coaches' salaries aren't the same. And, and so are you really changing anything by allowing the players to make money, too? I don't think so. I think the thing that makes people uncomfortable, or by people, me. Yeah, well, is, it makes it, a lot of people uncomfortable. But. but is the idea, well, but I think this is a little bit different than the standard take, is not yeah. that, you know, there will be haves and have-nots if you could pay guys, and if there was mm-hmm. a system to allow you to funnel money to them, mm-hmm. but that it would change who they are. Like for some and yeah. for some reason, I I feel like, Al, well, Alabama's earned this and Clemson has earned this, mm-hmm. but you know, who's to say if some crazy rich guy just decides, you know, what I want to be really good, Boston College football, and, yeah, and all of a yeah. sudden they're paying the most, so they got the best team, right? And, and right. then it uh, feels like, oh, that's kind of dirty, but it's like, well, isn't that sports, like? That is sports. However, yeah, you, however yeah. you assemble the best team. Yeah. I mean, you've mentioned a couple already. Oregon and Oklahoma State. For, for you know, most of the years, you know, before the last maybe decade or so, those were average programs. They had some good – I mean, certainly Oklahoma State had Barry Sanders and, you know, he won a Heisman and Oregon had, you know, some good teams. But neither were powers. And they both have, have in the last maybe 10, 20 years – they both have had a rise. Now, neither has won a national championship with all that money funneled in. They haven't gotten to the pinnacle, but certainly have had a rise in prominence boosted by one really rich guy who's put a lot of money into the program and you know, improved the facilities, improved the uniforms, and they recruit better. And Oregon had a tremendous run for a while. Oklahoma State has never had a run quite like that, but has gotten a lot better, had some really good teams. And and that's the way it is, and we just know it. Like, yeah. And so, if Boston College gets that guy, well, eh, good for them. And if ASU gets that guy, good for us. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. That's sports. Um, you know, the 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 Yankees are a great example. Back in the '90s, they were going to get anybody they wanted, and they were going to win a lot, and they did. And that was that like the Yankees played at a different level than the Kansas city Royals. It was not a fair fight. They were in the same league, but they weren't playing the same sport basically. And you know, college sports is like that already. I, I suppose that's true. And it's why there's such a value 
when you beat those teams. You know, when yeah. we were when we would yeah. beat, you know, the number two ranked Arizona basketball team. Right, it, right. That mattered because they, we weren't supposed to be there. We weren't playing the same sport. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like there is a hierarchy in college sports. Both football and basketball have it. Uh, you know, there, there's a there's your elites. There's your you know big conference programs like us that are not elite, but but you know but have big. no real excuses. And then there's your you know your Sun Belt teams and your Mountain West teams and uh, you know and that's why we love the tournament because we get to see um, you know Lehigh beat Duke a few years ago and it's like oh my gosh how crazy is that they beat Duke because it's it's not really an even playing field they can beat them one game but certainly it's not an even playing field they may both be NCAA Division One programs but that's where the comparisons end yeah. Which, you know, is, it's an interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I get that there, there are things we're not even anticipating as with any major change that happens in sports. There's always things that come up that you think, oh man, I, I didn't see that coming. Um, and I'm sure there would be things like that with allowing guys to make money, but that doesn't mean we should do it. And that is the thing that always, to me, I hate that argument. Like, well, you can't you can't lay out every answer to every question. Therefore, we shouldn't do it. No, like we can figure out the answers, and and we're going to make mistakes initially. Not, not everything's going to be perfect day one. Never is. Um, but you know, you figure it out. You go you go about it, and you learn from mistakes, and you you close loopholes. And I think it can be done, and it should be done because there's just too much money out there for these guys not to be getting a piece of it legally. Um, not to mention the fact that if we do this, maybe we could get NCAA football back in the video game. Yeah. And I think we can all agree that that's what the world needs. Well, not only will the game be back, but you won't have to put in the rosters because... They, I know. You, know. you can just have the names. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know how many hours I spent as a as a grade school and high school kid naming players on NCAA football? That would be so wonderful to not have to do that anymore. <laughs> I mean, I went through with my Sporting News magazine, and I would name everybody on ASU and everybody on Florida State and Texas. And uh, I mean, it, it was a lot of time spent in that to just get the game and pop it in and see, you know, that Sam Ellinger is the quarterback of Texas. Yes, I want that. I I think that you should put in right now to be the director of communications for the inevitable amateur <laughs> player association resurrection. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I, uh, you know, I, I would like that, but, uh, yeah, I mean, who knows, who knows where it's going and who knows if, you know, whenever the NCAA says we're forming a committee to look into something, I, I, you know, I get a little second Tommy boy reference coming up. I always think, you know, of the uh, old big Tom Callahan saying about what, what happens when you look into something. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'll believe it when I see it, that we actually see meaningful change here, but it'd be nice. Well, I mean, it's they've got a committee, and that right, goes a long way. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, you know, there's there's so many little buzzwords there. First of all, NCAA that already raises my uh, you know radar of thinking I can't trust this. Forming a committee to explore, looking into, like, uh, there's too many caveats for me to get too excited. Like mm-hmm. the idea, but I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Um. Well. 
We'll be back. The uh, N- uh, NBA playoffs are still going. Hockey's going on, which who knows? But look, I'm going to say go Bruins because I know they're still in. They uh, are. They are still in, yes. One win away from the finals, I believe. That's correct. Uh, but uh, until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben Matt Sportscast.